Now entering Nerdist.com. True it. With a guy named Kevin. True it. And this other guy, Steve. True it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. True it. They're gonna get chewy. True it. They might even get me. True it. But they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Hey, alright everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chewing It. On behalf of Steve Lemmy, this is Kevin Hefferton, and uh, thanks for joining us. We got another great episode this week. Um, you know, actually, a lot of people ask us if we ever have an interest in doing something other than comedy. And, um, you know, actually, over the years, uh, more so early in our careers, we did try to do a bunch of different things. And so Lemmy and I just sat down and shot the shit and told stories about some of those things that we did. And, and some really funny stories came out. Uh just about like, you know, doing theater and plays and, uh, you know, work in other movies. And Lemmy uh, was in some music videos. And uh, he also, uh, for a little while, was a professional break dancer, believe it or not. And so uh, we go through all those stories about, you know, the different dramatic things that we've tried in our day. <clears throat> or at least non-comic things. And had a great time, so I think you're going to like these stories a lot. Really funny. Uh, it was fun to remember that stuff. Um, so anyway, uh, before we get to that, let's do some plugs. Um, we got a big day today, actually. Uh, today is the day that our web series launches. Lemmy and I, uh, we've talked about it in past episodes, but we shot this web series. Uh, and it's called The Adventures of Fatty and Taddy. And it's about a little insecure tattooed guy played by Steve Lemmy, appropriately. And uh, uh, his big, fat, obnoxious buddy, I guess played appropriately by me, uh, and the little adventures they get into in life. Um, and uh, we shot a bunch of episodes, had a great time doing it, and you can find it on YouTube on the channel Loud, L-O-U-D. And, uh, or you go to youtube.com uh, slash loud. And... Um, or you can go uh, uh, go to our website and get the information on how to get it, heffernandlemmy.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at heffernandrules, uh, and Lemmy is at Steve Lemmy. You can go to our Facebook page, which is heffernandlemmy. It has all the information about how to watch uh, the web series. And uh, Anyway, new episode every Wednesday, and, um, and I think you guys are going to like it. It's really funny. Uh, and let's do some uh, live show uh, plugs, too, because we got a ton of dates coming up, and um, we're probably coming to a city near you in the next few months. And uh, let me just run through real quick. I know I've done, I've done it before, but I'm going to do it again. Um, on May 29th, which is next week, we will be in Baltimore, Maryland. That's Wednesday night in Baltimore at Auto Bar. And uh, uh, the next night, Thursday night, we will be uh, in Arlington, Virginia, an old favorite place of ours, the Arlington Draft House. That's May 30th at the Arlington Draft House. The next night, uh, May 31st, we'll be up in Boston at Royale Boston. And then uh, Saturday night, June 1st, we'll be in Philly at Underground Arts. And then Sunday night, uh, June 2nd, we'll be in Brooklyn at the Bell House. Then we're going to take a few weeks off, and then we're going to hit the Midwest. And on June 19th, we'll be in Kansas City at the Riot Room. June 20th, we'll be in Milwaukee at Miramar Theater. June 21st, we'll be in Chicago 
Abbey Pub. June 22nd will be in Des Moines at Woolies, and June 23rd will be in Minneapolis, Mill City Nights. So those are all the dates. Let's see, Baltimore, Arlington, Boston, Philly, Brooklyn, Kansas City, Milwaukee, Chicago, Des Moines, and Minneapolis. Coming out and see us. Um, we love to have uh, people come down, drink some beers with them, and uh, see the live show. And then uh, stay tuned. Uh, in July, we're going to do the Pacific Northwest. So uh, we'll have more information up about that, but we're going to start, in, I think, in San Francisco, and then we're going to hit Portland and Seattle and Vancouver. So uh, keep your eye out for that, um, and uh, we'll have that information up soon on the website. Again, Um or follow us at Twitter. I'm at Heffernan Rules. Steve's at Steve Lemmy, or on Facebook, which is Heffernan Lemmy. All right. Those are a lot of plugs, man. But um, but good stuff. It's all good stuff. So hey, let's get going here. Let's uh, without further ado, let's let's chew it. Testing one two three. Testing one two three. Oh, checka checka checka. Checka checka checka. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Kevin Heffernan. Hi, this is Steve Lemmy. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. Oh my God. I just had some almonds. So mm, I just had uh, some Korean beef jerky. Really? Like real? That's what's in your mouth as you're chewing, or that's when you're like you know you think that's a phantom. No, it's actually in my, my phantom oh, jerky. You get little pieces of phantom jerky. No, I have real jerky. I'm, in fact, there's still pieces of jerky in my mouth. Oh, good. You've been chewing it the whole episode. I beat you in it. Here, here's the thing. So, people, just so you know, <clears throat> we're uh, we're recording this from a hotel room in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. We've just done uh, our first... The AZ. We're in the A to the double-double-Z. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been kicking it and licking it and sticking it to the mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. of the... Of the faux AZ. We did shows in Phoenix. Did show in Phoenix tonight. Yeah, we did. And so, but we're in our hotel, and there's a nice mini bar here. And uh, nice. Kevin brought his almonds over. I'm trying to stay healthy, man. Kevin's lost 33 pounds. I'm trying to stay healthy. I have almonds. Almonds. He's got almonds. Uh, he's. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna cook him and eat him and call him Kevin Almondine. What? You don't. You know what Almondine? By the way, I always thought it would be a good name for like a hip hop artist woman. That's good. You know, like we had Nutella like and Nutella. Salmon, salmon, but like like Almondine is like a nice name for like a, another Vivica Fox type. That would be good, lady Almondine. Almondine, yeah, she's a little older. Sure, Almondine, like classier. She's been around the block. Yeah, Almondine. She's been around. She hasn't been around sure. the block. She's not. It's not like she's boned a lot of dudes. Okay. She's been around for a while. She's seen right. things. Sugar, I've seen things that'll make your heart turn upside down. Sure. They call me Almondine. Yeah, they don't call me Almondine because it tastes like Almondine. Nobody steals that, man. Somebody might steal that. Whatever we said, it, we said it here. It's oh, copyrighted. It's copywritten. Is it? I think copyrighted. So. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Copyrighted. Um, so anyway, so we're here in Phoenix and we just hit our mini bars. I had Korean beef jerky. Kevin had his almonds because they're healthy. Yeah. Um, I'll probably in during this podcast, I'll probably go over there and uh, and get some cashews. <laughs> or something like that because that's the beauty of the mini bar. They don't have mini bars in a lot of hotels anymore. Mm-hmm. They got room. Yeah, but this one, they, you know, it's like it's it's always a good sign when you walk in and they're like, "Would you like a key to the mini bar?" Because they know a lot of people don't want that temptation. Sure, I bet a lot of people. I say, want that temptation. I do. I was. I, thinking, I'll fight against it. But this one is a decadent one. Like they got a bag of Snickers mini bites, and I think we all know You're how the I Snickers feel. kid. They call me Snickers. I'm just gonna stick with the almonds. Yeah, and the water. 
<laughs> That's Olive so sensible. Water. Too bad they don't have apples in there. Caesar salad. I know. All right, so we're here and uh, we're doing we did we're doing stand up shows, but we were, we start to reflect about the old the early days. We were talking about like non comedy things that we've done in our lives. Yeah, like, like it started when we were like, how did we get into this in the first place? Nobody starts out doing stand up or sketch. You do other shit. You we do definitely other stuff. Yeah, we weren't like when I like when we started our group Broken Lizard. I certainly didn't want to be a comedian or in comedy. Like, I only tried out for it because I, w- I wanted to try out for some plays. You wanted to be Robert De Niro. I did. Right. I did. I had, but I had, you know, it's like I had, <laughs> I had had some professional, I was a professional actor, Kevin. You were? What, like you got paid to act by that point? I did. In high school, I had gotten paid to act. In what, like what, what did you, what were you in? I was in two, I was in two things. Two motion pictures? I was in a motion picture called Heaven Help Us. Oh, yeah, with, um, who's that, Andrew McCarthy? Right Andrew now? McCarthy. Yeah. And also... And Bissette, P- Jacqueline Bissette? Uh, no, that's a movie called Class. Oh, okay. That's And that's a good movie. That's yeah. a, that's McCarthy, Rob Lowe, Jacqueline Bissette okay. were... But what's Heaven Help Us? Heaven Help Us was... That's with, also Andrew McCarthy? Andrew McCarthy was the lead. That was, uh, I don't know if that was before Class or not. Okay. I, but uh, that was Mary Stuart Masterson. Oh, okay. Who went to my high school. Okay. Uh, and pa- Patrick Dempsey. Okay. Uh, McDreamy. Dr. McDreamy. Yeah. Right. In fact, I tried out for his role. Oh, you did? This is that. I mean, that's a whole other story. We can get to that. Sure. But I was 14 when that all went down. Now, how did you, uh, did you like, did a casting call go out in your high school? Like, how did you it's, end up in that situation? Well, that was, uh, okay, so what happened is I, my sister was a dancer, a ballerina. Okay. A, a fantastic ballerina. Like, she that's was in right. a... In the a- Nutcracker? Yeah, she was in ABT, American Ballet Theater. Oh, wow. The I New York know. City Ballet. Okay, okay. So she danced in the Nutcracker with Mikhail Baryshnikov. Never heard of him. Yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> I know you didn't, Kevin. Uh, he was in that movie with Gregory Hines. Yeah, what's that one? What's the name of that movie? He's in Sex in the City. Yeah, Mikhail Baryshnikov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. he was a dancer? Okay, I didn't yeah, know okay. that. Okay, all right. A ballerino? All right. Okay. A ballerino. He was a ballerino. A ballerino. Okay. Um... But like my sister was big into it, and and yeah. like, you know it was like Peter Martin and like Alexander Gudinov. You know who that is, Kevin? Sure, uh, Die Hard. Die Hard. God, yeah, love that guy. Great in Die Hard. He's great in Die Hard. Yeah, guy. but so he's dead. He is. He he died. He did, Kevin. It's hard rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> did your so your sister was a ballerina? Did she have a good body? <laughs> she did. She did. Actually, I don't. Well, you mind, want to answer that question? I don't mind saying. Well, this is weird that they you, all do. you they suddenly ask it. No, she was ripped. Really? And like she was fast too. Like when we would like run down the street when I was a kid, she'd blaze down the street. Did we have like road races or something. We did down the sidewalk huh. of New York City. She would run on the on the tips of her toes though, wouldn't she? She would. She'd glide. She was like crouching tiger, hidden uh, dragon, hidden ballerina, dancing across the treetops. Okay. Okay. So and, like, she... and when we fought, like when we got into kid fights, right. And stuff. There were times like we'd be, I'd be like, you know, shut up, Chrissy, and then we'd start fighting everything. If she got some separation, it was over because right. she'd do like a, a pirouette and a flying kick to my chest, right, and and pop me across the entire room. Ballet karate, balletati. Yeah, she'd do a grand jeté on my face. <laughs> right, right. Um, so okay, so she did ballerina. How did that with transition Barisha, to with you Misha? Getting... Misha was uh, the nickname for Barishnikov, by the way. She knew him that way. Oh. Okay. Yeah. How, how did you get the audition based on her being a ballerina? So there was a uh, in uh, this newspaper called Backstage Newspaper. Sure, I know it well. F- for actors, it's a famous newspaper because like they have auditions. Like it's like they have like the the um, like the want ads 
for sure. jobs, but for acting. So trade paper, but for actors. Yeah, so, and there's like TV, movies, and commercials, dancing gigs, all that stuff. She got it because there was a coupon for Capizio. Oh. And it was like a, like a mad coupon. It was like 75% off. Capizio? Yeah, for like toe shoes. Why are you, why are you acting like this, What Kevin? do you mean? <laughs> like a, a buffoon. I'm just I'm into it. Yeah, I know you are. I know. <laughs> if you can't see, Kevin, Kevin is, since you can't see, Kevin's elbows are on his thighs and his chin is in his uh um, cross I'm knuckles. waiting. I'm, I'm bated breath, waiting for everything. 75% uh, okay, so coupon. Capizio coupon. Yeah, yeah. That, that's all she got the newspaper for. I started uh, looking through it, and there was... And you're 14 years old at this point. I was 14. Okay. As a freshman in high school, and uh, there was an ad... There was a uh, an audition call for a movie called Catholic Boys. Okay. And, uh, which was directed by Michael Dinner. Okay. Who I just saw his name. He... I believe created um, the uh, Justified. I'm no. pretty sure he is the executive producer of Justified. No, I don't think so. Oh, do- oh, you don't? No. Oh, really? I'm very familiar with that show. Are you? Love that. Why don't you look up the name Michael Dinner? Then? All right, we will. We'll look it up in our office. Uh, no, I actually, no. You know what? I actually don't want. I mean, I'm going to do it while I speak. Yeah. Or you can do it while I speak. Okay. Because you I, speak, I'll do it. Because I want people to know what it's like when you have to admit that you're wrong. Okay. Because this is something, because like... I'll do it. Just tell the story about, I mean, you know, tell the story about where you're uh, okay. the audition. Okay. So, uh, so it said, it was like, you know, five leading roles for like New York kids. It's a 1960s movie. It takes place in like Brooklyn. And the movie later got called Heaven Help Us. Yeah. But uh, so I went, it was an open call and I went and auditioned for it because I was like, oh, I guess I fit this part. And it turns out the part that... Um, the only part they were really auditioning people for was for the part that Patrick Dempsey ultimately got. Okay. And so, uh, like, I went, I got a call back immediately. Like, I went, I met them for, like, five minutes. I remember there was one casting director who just kept looking at me. Okay. Do you know who that was or not? I don't. And, uh, and that night I got a, a, a call back at the house. And so I went back and I read, I read scenes from the movie. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I just, I read it. I didn't get the part. Um, Patrick Dempsey got the part. McDreamy. You're right. He's an executive producer of Justified. Thank you, Kevin. Holy cow, you're so good. Thank you, Kevin. I didn't know that. I wasn't familiar with it. No, I know. That's why you, you made such a stand on it. I know. It's, I love that show. Yeah, I know you do. All right, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so uh, so I didn't get that part, but they, they cast me as a, um, a core extra. Okay. And that's a different... From what a, does that mean? Uh, like an extra, you go, you do the days where a core extra for like a high school movie means like uh, you're going to be in the classroom scenes or you're going to be... In, like, the malt shop scene. Right. Like, there's a bunch of days. Right. And uh, so I got 25 days of work. Wow. And it was, like, uh, like I think it was, like, eighty seven fifty a day. Okay. Is well, that, like, that's, a, that's big bucks, man. That's big bucks now. Well, did your parents take it away from you, or? No, they let me keep that one. Oh, really? They let me keep that. They, You know, it's like, they had actually, I mean, truthfully, I had had a few brushes with showbiz before that. Right. Um, there was a movie called Hester Street when I was a kid that the, the casting director went to my uh she had kids in my school, Dalton. Okay. It was a Carol Kane movie. It, it, independent film way back when, and uh, they needed a part for a fucking adorable little child. Oh, so they cast somebody else. They offered me the part first, oh, and my okay. mom did not let me have the part. Why? She didn't want me to work at age three. Okay. She thought for, you know, a variety of reasons that it wasn't right for me. Plus, she didn't, you know, she didn't want me to uh, make uh, more money than anybody in, oh, in, in, in the family. Oh, that's a pride thing, huh? <laughs> 
<laughs> but most of all, she didn't want me to get messed up in the head. Yeah. And so she actually said no, but then helped. Too help, late. Then helped the guy. No, it's already over. <laughs> she helped the casting director find the replacement, a guy named uh, Paul something, who also went to Dalton. Okay. A Dalton kid. So there was that. And then my neighbor, when I was growing up, uh, my neighbor was in advertising, and, and the ACT Dental Rinse, uh, the, you know, the Johnson Johnson fluoride yeah. rinse, was yeah. coming out. And they wanted to do a print ad with uh, an adolescent-looking hand. Okay. <laughs> and he came and um, offered me the hand modeling gig. Yeah. And, and my mom negotiated. Like, I heard him at the front door. He said, we'll pay him $500 for two hours worth of work. And she was like, no, just pay him $25. What? I know. And I was like, that's what I said, Kevin. What? She gets to keep that money. Believe me, my mom didn't want me. She was just like, I want to keep him, his feet on the ground and all that Which, stuff. But you would never know that. I know, but I heard That's the whole crazy. thing. Anyway, I did the hand modeling gig. Okay. So I was like 10 or 11 or something okay. like that. Did you did you cover your hands in mittens? No, but I stopped biting my nails. Okay. For like a week, I was a big nail biter. And did your mom make you stop biting your nails or were you no, I knew. wherewithal? No, I knew. I, at that early age, I was already a, a professional. Oh. Well, and I okay. figured I need some perfect nails. And so I stopped biting them and the, and the moons grew out like the whites grew out and everything like right. that and like no that's good oh sorry it's okay. beautiful good it's not ugh. Yeah. but what happened is after after I shot the hand modeling thing I came home and, and chomped the dick oh. out of my fingers oh, oh it was like it, it was feast. like oh it, Kevin it's like when you go to the like the to Sizzler Sizzler all you can eat yeah uh-huh. you know you go to town and that's what I had going with those fingers okay. anyway okay so heaven help us. So help them. You get a, you, you end up being a core extra. Core extra. Eighty-seven fifty a day. She she let me keep that. And the thing was, the school. It was during the school year. They gave me time off uh, because Mary Stuart Masterson, who got the lead in the movie, also happened to go to my high school. Okay. And so we were the two people in the movie. She Just was the lead. Nobody else from your school, huh? No, she okay. was the lead, and I was the I was a core extra. extra. So did I, she mock you or Mary Stuart Masterson? Yeah. No, I never saw her. Oh, did you know her? I didn't. No, she was a senior, and I was a freshman. Okay. She was Did she know there was another kid from the school who was in the movie? Uh, I actually don't even know that she did. We actually never saw her again. She oh. she left and did went and did the movie and never came back. Huh. It was uh yeah, that's that was yeah. it. Next thing you know she did Scarface. Uh-huh. And, and then, then she did uh, uh Stakeout. Yeah. No, that's Mary Antonio Elizabeth. Was yeah, that? and Mastro and Tino, right? Yeah. And Mary, and then Ray, she did uh, Day, Days of uh, of uh, of Pool. What was the Pool movie that Tom Cruise oh, made? Oh, Color of Money. Color of Money. Days of Money. Yeah, Color of Money. I'm thinking of the wrong person. Yeah, Mary Stuart Masterson. There's Mary Elizabeth Mastro Antonio, and then yeah. there's the other one, the one I get from uh, the one from Weeds. There's yeah. What's her name? Mary Parker. Sarah Mary, Louise, Mary Louise Parker. Mary Louise Parker. And then there's Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. Oh, wait, there's Mary Louise. Right, and then there's Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yeah, <laughs> there is. And there's Parker Stevenson, who's in The Hardy Boys. Yeah, and then there's uh, With C. Sean, C. Uh, Thomas Howell. Right. Who was in Side Out. Right. Um, who actually was also in uh, Heaven Can Help Us. Boom, full circle. Boom, thank you. Heaven Can Help Us. Anyway. That's Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, okay. We're, we're now we're losing steam. Okay, so you're you're you go be an extra in this movie. Yeah, then I did that. Yeah, and then uh, what happened was uh, I was uh, walking down the street. At, I mean, I made some money on that. Yeah, sure. And then uh, well, I also had a skill because I was I was a break dancer. Right. And uh, this is like. A, oh, how does that work? Like, you, what do you mean you were a break dancer? You mean like? 
I was a um, what happened was I'm slick <laughs> and yes. I've got and I've got moves. Okay, where did you learn to break dance? Well, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, there was a uh, a kid in my school who was from the South Bronx. Okay, and he had a real break dancing. What was career. his name? Majid Padellan. Whoa! Yeah, that's a good name. Yeah, Majid Padellan. M A J I D. Okay, Padellan. I buy that he's a break dancer. You, I'm not sure about. He was okay. And uh, what happened was, he for some reason he knew I liked break dancing. Okay, this is in the '80s. This is when it was all starting. Sure, sure. And he knew I liked break dancing, and he saw that I had moves and I was slick. Yeah. And so he decided to teach me how to break dance. Steve, man, I'm gonna take you under my wing. Yeah, he said wang. I'm, I'm gonna take wang. you under my wang. I'm gonna show you the moves. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. Okay. And he taught me to break dance. Could we go to the band shell over in Central Park? No, not really. He no? okay. he just taught me on the street. Okay. And uh, you know, learned a lot of moves. And then, uh, like, I even went to a, a break dancing competition in the Bronx. What? With him, I put on my best, my best like Adidas white on whites with fat laces. Okay. And uh, and a hat sideways. Kind of? No, they was no, they didn't do that yet. It wasn't at that point yet. No, nah, they okay. were. It wasn't silly. Horn rimmed glasses. Uh, there was like the gold glasses on the side and everything <laughs> okay. like that. All right. Um, and uh, I went over there and um, didn't you know play? Did you uh, perform well? Did you win anything? No. Oh, okay. And uh, did you pick like what kind of song did you dance to? Did you like? Uh... I probably the truth is I don't remember. I, like I remember there's a group of like Stetsasonic. <laughs> Stetsasonic. I can't remember. They had a good song. And what were your big moves? What were your signature moves? Like, you know, like, pop and oh, lock, the pop and lock, the robot, that kind of shit? Pop, pop and lock like a motherfucker. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I could do the worm. I could float. Okay. And moonwalk. A lot of good good footwork. Can you still moonwalk? Yeah, I can moonwalk. You don't forget how to moonwalk. Is that true? But I can float like a motherfucker. Like a butterfly? Better. <laughs> Better than a butterfly. Can you float like a butterfly? I get better than a butterfly. <laughs> okay. Like, dude, if I want to right now, I'll I'll glide across this floor, and you won't even know. You'll think there's a poltergeist carrying me. Really? Like a draft okay. is underneath me. Kevin's rolling his eyes. For the people. Okay. Uh, okay. Right, and so, but you didn't you didn't do well enough at this breakdance competition. No, no. But that, I was still learning. I was still learning. But what happened was okay. that um, one day we were breaking on the street. Yeah. Is that what you called it? Breaking. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we were just busting a move on the street. We were electric boogalooging yeah. on the street. Yeah, we are shrimping. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and a casting director, or a person walked up to the, okay. to the group of us and said, hey, they pulled me aside. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I was the only white breakdancer in this group, and they said, okay. we're looking for white breakdancers for a TV commercial. Okay. you like, you came to the right place, yo. Yeah, I was like, what you looking at one? <laughs> okay. No, okay. but no, it was actually, it was bad, because uh, the other guys in the crew who had taught me how to breakdance were looking at me. Right. And it was just, you know, it was kind of like a shitty situation. Right. You know, it's like the man is coming down, and they were like, sure. we want white breakdancers for this right. TV commercial. Right. So you turned them down, right? No, nah, they oh, said okay. they said you have to come audition, and if you get the part, we'll pay you eight hundred dollars. All right, and how old are you at this point? Fourteen. Okay, so you're fourteen. You're breakdancing on like eighty seventh and Lex. Yeah, exactly. And somebody comes by and is like, "Hey, kid. Yeah, you got Moxie. Yeah, we like your moves. We like your white. Come audition. Come on down. Yeah. Okay, so you go and audition. I go and audition, right. and I and I got the part. Wow. And uh, we went and shot this. Uh, the commercial was, it was for a Spanish clothing. So it was not an American production. It was a, like a South American production? American production, but for a, for a Colombian clothing company. Called? 
Bobby Brooks. Bobby Brooks. Yeah, Bobby Brooks, linea masculina, la moda informal. <laughs> How was that mean? Linea masculina means men's clothes. Right. And da moda informal means like, you know, casual and cool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Bobby Brooks, casual and cool men's clothes. Yeah. That's what you did the breakdance for. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, so I went and we shot at Silver Cup Studios. Oh, in Queens. In Queens. Now, Famous. people can see that uh, Silver Cup Studios in a movie called Highlander. Sure, that's what the big fight is. At the big end. battle at the end. The big fight on Silver the Cup. Whole, the, the big roof. sign comes down. That's right. And then also like shows like uh, like Sex in the City, other like a lot of New York sure, City shows show. yeah. were shot there at uh-huh. uh, at Silver Cup. I love uh, the character played by uh, Kim Cattrall. Oh, okay. she bones a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and the other one. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, we shot there, and the plot of the commercial was me and this other white dude are break dancing in these clothes, uh-huh. and these two foxy lady cops right. show up, all Hispanic. Okay. They're cops. Yeah. And uh, they're walking... Female walk- Hispanic cops. They're walking the beat. Like, say, a Rosie Perez. Well, but they're models. Gotcha. Okay. And, uh, and they're walking the beat, and they see us breakdancing, and they put us up against the wall to arrest us. Okay. And while they're frisking us, they're noticing how sweet our clothes are, and they're looking over at each other like, wow. Wow. These are sweet clothes. Bobby Brooks is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's muy buena. Yeah, muy buena. <laughs> and, uh, and then... We, me and the dude, bust around with a with a serpent move to the okay. a three one eighty serpent move. Okay, which I can't visually show you right Who now. Who's the other kid now? Who's this other guy? This kid is he older than you? Is he younger than you? A couple years older than me. Is 16. he a better break dancer? Much than better. You? Really? Kid was awesome. Okay. Kid was awesome. If and I that kid went on to be uh, Denny Terrio, my fart catcher. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I don't know. That, what that, was Denny, that kid was Denny Terrio. Yeah, and that kid turned out to be John Travolta. That kid ended up being Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that kid turned out to be uh, Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, so Tur- that kid's really good. Turbo and He was great. So you're doing the breakdance thing. You do the th- the dance, and the girls still, like cream their jeans, and they're like blah blah blah. blah. Not jeans. Police. They're police uniforms. Police uniforms. Right. And, uh, and now I've seen this ad. Well, the funny thing was... And then like a mustache? I, you had a mustache I, They wanted me to look like I was in my 20s. Okay. And so I had a fake mustache on. Why didn't they just get a guy who was in his 20s? Because nobody breakdances like this guy. Look out. So they put a fake mustache on me. I was 14. I remember like me and one of the models had a thing going. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We had a okay. thing going. Okay. And like, I remember like all How day long. How old is this, are these models? 20 something. 84. Yeah. Like 920. They were from the Bible. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. Oh. Okay. All right. So these models, they're kind of hot. No, but this one was like, there were two, there were two models. Okay. One was like a Long Island model with like, you know, like five, nine giant tits. Oh, okay. You Real. Know? This is the 80s. It's the 80s. They're, they're all real. All real. Yeah, sure. All right. Like sure. giant, t- like sure. triple D. Sure. You know? Triple D. Like like 40F. Like they couldn't find a cop uniform to fit. Yeah. They were like, hey, hold on. The wardrobe person is like, oh. Hold on. The wardrobe person is going to let out the shirt. We don't got police shirts this okay. big. Let's go get a fat guy shirt and take it in. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then the other one. And was that the one you connected with? Or did you no. No. Okay. Then the, I mean, I got along well with her, but then the other one was this demure Venezuelan woman from oh. Caracas, oh. and she was like six foot and like a cup breasts, okay. a little teeny tushy. Okay, okay. And like and and like golden hair and beautiful teeth, golden teeth. Oh my god! Like her <laughs> teeth were so golden, you couldn't believe they're not butter. You know. Okay. And uh, 
and she was the one I was connected with. She was probably 23, 24, okay. or something like that. And, you know, all that. She's like, oh, hey, Steven, you're a good break dancer. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And at the end of the day, finally, and I t- kept telling her, I was like, in this fake mustache, she's like, I can't wait to see what you look like under there. Okay. You know, and, like, we were so in there. I was virgin. Sure, I'm sure you were. I never even, like, felt a tit. Right. Anyway, at the, years old. at the end of the day, I pulled off my fake mustache, and I remember her like seeing me, and she was like, "Oh, you are just a baby." Oh, over. That broke your heart, huh? Crushed me, crushed me. You were just a baby. I was. I was whacked off about it for yeah, years. Sure you did. For years. Did you exchange phone numbers for that? No. And your rotary phone? No. I did have yeah. a rotary phone. I know. So, so, all right. So this, but you shoot this thing in a day, and you get paid for it, and all of a sudden you're a professional breakdown. You get paid. To be a break dancer, yeah. Did this thing air? Did this thing? Uh... It aired in Colombia, and interestingly, like my dad is a is a businessman in um, all of Latin America. Sure. And he one time was in Colombia in his hotel room, and the commercial came on TV. <laughs> And this is years later, or like in the no, like that year. And he flipped out. He flipped. He flipped out. Oh my god. Yeah, and then he tried to come at me. And is he Stephen? He he's my mijo. Yeah. It's me boy. He tried to come. He was like, "You are a celebrity in in Colombia." Who is the uh, Who is the Venezuelan girl? Yeah, who is the, the, the I like. She is beautiful. Yeah, she is beautiful. I like the one with the big tits. Yeah. What are those? A forty triple F. I mean, the A cup is good, but the the double D. Oh, yeah. We have a saying in Argentina, like a a cup of pudding is good, but a bowl of pudding is better. <laughs> <laughs> okay so okay. anyway so we saw that ad so that was breakdancing I did have another experience breakdancing where and I realize I'm talking a lot sure. I, I want to ask I you like some it. questions I, I want to ask you some questions I like it uh, we were me and my friends were in the Hard Rock Cafe yeah one time because we used to go there to um, to underage drink yeah because what we had done we had made these fake Australian driver's licenses <laughs> okay well, what because, was your name uh, Steve Shasta Steve Shasta. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, but okay. there's a reason for that. Let me tell you why. I will tell you why. Okay, but yeah. But, like, okay, so you know my friend my friend Andy Bellin, who yep. is going to be a guest on here in a few weeks. Yeah, we'll have him He's a writer. Um, his mom was dating the uh, the road manager for a group called In Excess. Uh, I think we all know who that is. Yeah, but this is before the they had done anything. The band, In Excess. Yeah, but we met them. Finally, they came here to shoot their first video for a, a, a song called The One Thing. Okay. And we partied with them, and we were like, you know, like, oh, we How love... How old are you at this point? Fourteen. Oh, Jesus, okay. We loved we loved their accents, and we were like, holy shit, this is great. Because like, we, we borrowed their driver's licenses to go out, and we didn't... We showed them to people... And they just let us drink. They were like, oh, we've never even seen a driver's license. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So we, an Australian driver. Yeah, so we made fake Australian driver's licenses. Was someone in the band named Steve Shasta? No. Okay. We made fake fake licenses. Okay. Steve Shasta was a name from the book Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, and who, who was the character? He's not in the movie. Okay. Yeah, actually, he is in the movie in... He was, he's in a big character in the book. He's a soccer player. Okay. Completely cut out of the movie, except for when Damone is trying to collect his the debts when he needs to get the abortion for yeah. him and Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. And he's looking in the book for people, and there's Steve Shasta, a guy who owes money, and that's who he calls. Okay. The first guy who's like, yeah, I'd love to, man, but I can't. Right. That's Steve Shasta. Oh. Okay. I like the name Steve Shasta. Okay. But so, like, I was Steve Shasta from, like, Perth or something like that, like, okay. on my driver's license. And anyway, so we'd go... And it always worked. We'd go to the Hard Rock Cafe, and we'd be like, Hey, how are you? I'd like a beer. <laughs> and they'd so be you like... you had to do the accent. Yeah, we'd do the accent, okay. all of us. And, okay. and not good, but they'd, they'd, sure. they'd be like, can we see your ID? And then we'd show these, like, Australian driver's right. licenses. That was pretty advanced thinking, sure. you know, like... 
Anyway. Sure. Wow. We're at Hard Rock Cafe this one time, and Jump by Van Halen came on. Okay. And my friends were like, you should break dance to this song. And they dared me, and I got up, and I did it, and the whole place went berserk. Really? Yeah. Wow. So not only was I a professional breakdancer, but I was sweet. Well, you're a cool breakdancer. Yeah, sweet. I, I mean, I wouldn't even know. Well. When I was 14, I was. Let's, let's talk about breakdancing. No, but you I, were I singing. Watch. You were singing and dancing. Uh, I did some theater. Let's hear about it, Kevin. When I was a, when in my youth, I did a little theater. Let's hear Because uh, this is what I understand. You were a fine... I, I already know a few things about you, but what was your... Your mom has told me a lot about your productions, like Peter Pan you were in. I was, I was in Peter Pan. What else? Uh, I think the first one I did... I mean, it was one of those things where it was like summer theater, you know? It was like you go do like two weeks of a summer What theater. do you mean summer theater? That's like... No, not like, like Williamstown or whatever. It was like, you know, summer stock? No, it's like, you know, camp, like kids camp. You know, you go do okay. two weeks and you put on a play. You know what I mean? Okay. I think the first one we did was Grease. Ooh. What were you, your T-Bird? Yeah, that was like an extra in that. What, you were, oh, you, they didn't make you like Zuko? Well, I was like, a, I was probably like an, in seventh grade or eighth grade. And then the... And uh, how much did you weigh that? 500 pounds? Yeah. Was about <laughs> what? Why? I don't know. What's that all about? Attacked you. What's that all about? I don't know. I just came at you. Uh, I know. You've I was, lost 33 pounds now. Thank you. What are you now, like 120? Uh, yeah, exactly, 120. Because you look 120. And so, uh, uh, you know, the kids in high school were the leads, you know, and I was just an extra. Oh, like a piece. Okay. And so then... Um, so, uh, okay, so like... Uh, not a, a gang member or anything like that. Yeah, like like one of the T-Birds. A know? greaser. But like one of the T-Birds without a name, you know? Uh, like T-Bird number... Yeah, exactly. 500. Exactly. Right, yeah. Right. And uh, uh, did that, and then... Uh, Do you have pictures? Uh, probably. You put well, like, I don't know. I don't know if I have pictures They put that. like Brill Cream in your hair? Yeah, they put like Dippity Doo in my hair. They had Dippity Doo back yeah, then? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. And then, um, and then uh, I did. It was all like you know musical stuff. It was like we did Oliver one year. Okay, the story of Oliver Twist. Yeah. And who then, were uh, you, Oliver? No, no. You always got a little, like a little kid who was kind of girlish to be Oliver. Not you. Not me. No, I was like one of the fat, older British. Sure. A bully. Yeah, like a bad guy or whatever. No, I was a good guy actually. Okay. I think I was Oliver's grandfather. Okay, because I have a headshot of you uh, as a bully. As a well, I have your first headshot. Right. Which, oh, you know, now, now that we mentioned, I'm going to post it on our, okay. on our Facebook right. podcast. But, I you know, I didn't do, I mean, I didn't do, I did, like, you know, the standard, you know, we did, like, the Wizard of Oz, you know. Mm-hmm. And, what uh, were you in the Wizard? Can you not guess what I was? Uh, not can the, you guess Not the Scarecrow. No. Unless they filled him with a lot of stuff. <laughs> no, unless he had a lot of straw. A lot of straw. Uh, I'm going to say the Cowardly Lion, then. I was the Cowardly Lion. And they painted you beige and shit? No, you just wore a lion outfit. But that was the plum part of that thing, man. Because what's like, his song? What's his song? And you sang? Uh, yeah, you get a couple songs. But it was, you know, he, he was the comic relief guy. He was the bigger... The bigger, broader character. Larger than life. A larger than life character. Um, now, here's the thing. I'm going to interject here for a second. Yeah. Kevin, people don't know this, but Kevin Heffernan has a beautiful singing voice. Thank you. This is, now, I know, like, you people are all still reeling from the fact that Kevin is a lawyer in two states. <laughs> something we make mention of every single time. Mm-hmm. And probably will forever. That, that's going to become my new thing. I'm going to mention that you're a lawyer. In two states every time. In every episode. But Kevin Heffernan has the most wonderful singing voice. Kevin, do you remember the song from The Wizard of Oz? Um, God, I don't know. I don't know if I remember the song from The Wizard of Oz. Well, okay, well, hold on. Peter Pan you sang, right? 
What, uh, what were you in Peter Pan? What were you in Peter Pan? Peter Pan was Captain Hook. Okay, so that's a legit role. Totally legit. That's big. It was totally legit. And I was probably in like eighth grade or something like that. Ooh, so your voice is like coming. No, maybe it was ninth grade. Okay. Who knows, you know? Okay. And the big the big thing was I decided to go British accent. What? Say what now? What? In eighth grade, that was radical. Okay. Hold on a second. This kid's going British accent? So the other kids in That's Connecticut, because you're a Connecticutian. That's correct. They're saying they're all doing it in Connecticut accent. Yeah. And you're going British. Yeah. Well, you should, but you're the villain. You can do make that correct. choice. Correct. Okay, so already you're showing signs of making choices. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Can you give me something from <laughs> Captain Hook? I don't remember I want a bit of any dialogue. songs from Captain Hook. How can you not remember? I did musicals. I remember songs. You remember the songs? Yeah, I did a I did a musical. Um, called Seneca Falls. What's that? I never heard of it. It was a, a play, an original play. Uh, that original was a, by whom? Like who wrote it? A man named Carmina Ravosa. Oh, you you actually know? Yeah. Well, he who was Carmina Ravosa. He Do was I a, sound like an, an, an like an ignorant fuck here or what? No, who was no, Carmina? you're not. It was interesting because at my school, at Dalton, there was a guy named Carmina Ravosa. Who, <laughs> so it was the guy you went to high school wrote it. Well, but here's the thing. It's like I don't want to slam him too badly. But, sure. But like. Well, there were a lot of plays. It was one of those situations where, like, there were all these plays. Anyone who went to Dalton did one of these plays, and it would be like the program when the parents would come. It'd be like you know Seneca Falls by Carmina Ravosa, right? And there was a Ghost in the White House by Carmina Ravosa. <laughs> Beautiful fellow, a nice guy, but he sure. did, there were these musicals that he, you know, I don't know if he did anything outside of it. Well, he was an auteur. Yeah, he was a playwright in your high school. Yeah, and these are smart ones. Like Seneca Falls was about the uh, the women's right to vote. Sure, the Nineteenth Amendment. So one of the songs we sang was the Nineteenth Amendment, the Nineteenth Amendment, the Nineteenth Amendment to our land. It's the Nineteenth. So that's how I know the Nineteenth Amendment is the women's right to vote. Oh, okay. I sang in that one. I sang because it's about how like women are being discriminated against. Right. I sang a song called like this girl does a, a problem. A math problem well. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of bullies and we're like, that's pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good for a girl. I was the one. Carmina Ravos is a genius. He's brilliant. A genius. You know what choice the I made? lyrics are genius. They are. Uh, yes. You know what choice I made? Yes. Tell me the choice. That's pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. In the middle of that thing, I'm the one who goes... Pretty good. Okay. So that's pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good, okay. pretty good, pretty good okay. for a girl. That's how I made my bones. Okay. And you had a laugh at it, probably. Yeah, I did. It's like being like the lollipop crew in The Wizard of Oz. Or yeah, yeah. Okay. The lollipop guild. Lollipop guild, right. There was one other song called Put Your Hand Down, Lucy, which was a girl who raises her hand in a school class. Yeah. And the teacher goes, put your hand down, Lucy. <laughs> put your hand down, Lucy. So this Seneca Falls thing was just all about like people ripping on women until they rose up and decided to vote. And they get the right to vote. Okay. That's why I remember all those songs. And has that... A play ever been done uh, anywhere else? Yeah, on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, has it? Yeah, on Broadway. So it Kevin Klein. Yeah, and Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, you heard And Catherine Chinowith or Maybe whatever. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, perhaps you heard yeah. of it. And Nathan Lane as, uh, as that's pretty good. Hey, one fifty. Yeah, Nathan Lane's the guy who goes pretty good. Yeah, and Kristen Chenoweth was put your hand down, Lucy. Yeah, yeah. and Hugh Jackman was Nineteenth Amendment. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, so sing us a goddamn song. I don't... I can't remember How can you it. not remember? I don't know. I remember the, the songs. I'm sorry. I mean, I wish I... That's bullshit. I did. And you, wait, now you were in a, a comic book, too. I know that. I remember it was, uh, was, it, uh, was the, 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 the Hillbilly one. Oh, Lil Abner. Yeah. I was in Lil Abner. Who were, were you, Lil Abner? No. Lil Abner was like a big, like, good-looking dude. Mm. I was Earthquake Magoon. Okay, I like that. Earthquake Magoon's the bad guy. Okay. Kind of a bad guy. Like, like there's a, a lovable, bigger bad guy. Who's yeah, bigger? He's more like the in-the-town bad guy who, um... Is the rival of Lil Abner, and I think in the end, maybe helps him out in the end. Okay. What the fuck? You don't remember anything. I don't. so long ago. Your mom... You know what? This is like... I mean, look, I long to talk to your mom all the time. Sure. Sure. This is when I wish we could... It was. It, it's late now. Yeah. I wish we could get her on the phone, because I'm getting... Yeah, I don't think she would remember. She remembers everything. Are you kidding? She's when she's like, Kevin has a beautiful voice. The Heffernan boys are known for their beautiful voices. Like your younger brother, sure. Pat. Sure. He's I've heard singer. him sing recently. He's, he did voice lessons. Probably. Yeah. Sing us a song. I don't know what to sing. Sing us a song. Um, I've, I've been uh, singing some little uh, some Oliver songs with my kids. Do it. Because uh, we've been wa- we my kids are into that now. Now we watch my daughters watch Oliver. Do it, okay, and be and mean it. Because <clears throat> here's the thing: okay. I know what you I know you, Kevin. Okay, and I want the people to know that I know you. I have been singing the song to my kids. Sometimes you'll mock sing. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Okay. Oliver, Oliver, never before has a boy wanted more. Oliver, <laughs> Oliver, oh no. <laughs> Or ask for more because he knows it's in store. There's a deep, long, winding stairway without any banister that will throw him down and feed him on cockroaches served in a canister. Oliver, Oliver, what will he do in this terrible stew? He will rue the day somebody named him Oliver. <laughs> That's a song from Oliver. That was excellent. Thank you. That was excellent. Your Thank veins you. almost popped out of your head. On I tried that. to sell it. I tried to sell it. You me. did. Thank you. You did. I'm telling you, people. He's got That's a great voice. Theater, right there. He's got a great voice. You got Thank a great you. voice. Thank you. I remember. Never got a chance to sing that song though. That's, that's uh, Mr. Bumble. Okay. That character. I never played him. Okay. Okay. So uh, no, that was fantastic. I remember one time we went to a Yankees playoff game and they brought out the Irish tenors to sing like the seventh they did. inning. Ro- Ro- what's his name? Ronan Tenor. Ronan Tyner. Ronan Tyne. I can't remember his name. Something yeah. like that. And and uh, you'd had a couple of, of pops. Mm-hmm. And uh, you started to mock it. You were like, and people were laughing. But then they were they were impressed. But then they were like, holy shit, he can fucking sing. Got some pipes, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that was pre-everything, so it wasn't like people were, like, saying, hey, Farva can sing. They were like, that guy right. can sing. Yeah. Do you remember who the pitcher on the mound was that day? Uh, yeah. Jose Contreras. Contreras. Jose Contreras. We were so bound, we kept going, Contreras. Yeah, but you remember that it was a playoff game with the Red Sox. I do. And uh, the first pitch was thrown out by, it was a, it was a big deal, because it was the first time that Don Mattingly had yeah. returned to Yankee Stadium. It's a great story. And uh, and we were so excited. We find out we were so excited. We are like, oh, my God. And, like, they call. They announced Don Mattingly, and the stadium goes fucking crazy. And we're, like, so excited, like, tearing up, you know? Yeah. And as he's coming out of the field, like, a cop. Was it a cop? It was a cop. It was a cop. was standing behind us. And we're looking, and we're watching this thing to see Don Mattingly come out there. And at that point, the cop pats on the shoulder. And we're like, What? Yeah. He's like, who's this coming out here to throw the first pitch? Who oh, is this guy? 
<laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? It's Don. Are you kidding me? It's Don Mattingly. And by the time we turned back around, yeah. the first pitch had been thrown. The moment was gone. We missed it. And the place was going nuts already. Yeah. And yeah. you couldn't tell the cop to fuck off because he's a New York City cop. He's a cop. Yeah. And you and you loved, I mean, Don Manning was your guy. Like, I remember being at your, at your parents' house in yeah. Connecticut. Yeah. Fourth of July. It was an old-timers day game. Mm-hmm. And it was the first year that Mattingly had come back for the, to play in the old-timers game. Yeah. And we were like, they introduced him. They were, Don Mattingly, you know. And, like, and I looked over you and you were crying. Yeah. And I had a little smirk. Mm-hmm. And you looked at me and through your tears, you were like, it's the one day of the year I'm allowed to cry. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was our conversation. He was a tragic person. He was yeah. a tragic character. He was probably the greatest Yankee to never win a World Series. Came along the year after their last World Series in yep. the 80s. And then finished in 95. Which and then the next year. They never made it. They won the World Series. That's right. Yeah. Try, he, played, he played in the playoff once in 95 and he had a great series against the Mariners. Yeah, tough. All right, but enough about the sports. Enough. You should. You know what you should do? You should write the Don Mattingly story. Like it's a musical. As a musical, <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> I'd be like Fat Don Mattingly, grow a mustache, be Fat Don. Well, Mattingly. you'd play the catcher, whoever he is. <laughs> who was the catcher at that time? It wasn't Thurman. Well, there Watson. were many. There were many catchers. It wasn't Thurman. Well, who Thurman, is your Thurman, idol? Thurman was long gone. Who's your idol? Thurman Munson. There long he is. Long gone by then. There he is. Okay, so wait a second. We're talking about we're talking about show business. Okay, right. So, so we should come back to some like. This is the non-comedy stuff that we did. Yeah. So I did a couple of those, but you did like a music video. Well, then, okay, well, now we're talking like, okay, so we we go to college. Yeah. We do, I remember I tried out for the Broken Lizard. I mean, it wasn't anything. Because you wanted to be a... I had always liked, you know, I I mean, I I enjoyed the money that I made in those two. I got two professional gigs, the Breakdancing Commercial and the Heaven Help Us. That was a lot of money. Did you ever do uh, plays in high school? Like, did you ever do like adult in, in their theater group? No, I thought the I thought that the theater people were kind of jerks. Yeah, but that was just I, like I don't know if that was at the time. I mean, they they kind of were to a certain. I felt extent. that way a little in my high school, a little bit. I think I don't know. Maybe they weren't, but like I like I had done some stuff and then went to the high school and thought I would do you know some plays and stuff. But it was a very kind of tight knit group. Yeah, and then I remember my. Uh, I remember they had like this theater class and it was all kind of like seniors and juniors and uh, it was like a very prestigious class to get into and so uh, my mom put a big stink up to get me into the class and I wasn't supposed to be in the class but my mom put a huge stink up Right. and I got into the class and found out the class was bullshit. It would be like six or seven of these theater kids with the teacher who was in on it? Yeah, and all they did was sit around and play backgammon all day. Fucking right. And the kid and I got in that class, and the teacher pulled me aside. And he's like, "Listen to me. I don't know how you got into this class. Holy shit! But you're not supposed to be here. I don't know how you got into this class, but this is what we do. And if I ever hear you say anything about what goes on in this oh. class, da da da. Interesting. Speaking yeah. of Wizard of Oz, I mean, you're, now you're going behind the curtain. I know. And so. I never got into a play, and I never did it, and then it just, you know, I got turned off by the whole thing, and then I never did it, and I never, ever did theater again, or anything like that, until Broken Lizard, until Jay put the thing together. You know, it's interesting, because, like, I remember, well, I had a weird, I had a weird experience, yeah. which was, like, I mean, this is before, I remember, like, my friends and I, you know, it's, like, in our recess periods, like, we'd, like, sneak around the school and stuff, yeah. and I remember one time going into the, the theater Mm-hmm. At my school, and 
I climbed, like, we were sneaking around. We were playing, like, a little hide-and-seek thing. And I climbed up, like, the spiral staircase to, like, where the drama teacher... Or right. one... There were a lot of drama teachers. Right. But, like, like the booth, which probably was, like, a technical booth where, like, the lighting things happened. Yeah. And I went up there, and I saw the drama teacher... Hello! ...with a girl who was probably a, a junior or senior Hello. in high school... ...getting it on... Holy shit. ...in a chair. Was she... Nude? She was not nude. She was clothed, but they were fucking making it. Like, she was sitting on his lap, but they were grinding with okay, each other. Okay, and how old is this guy? You know it's tough, because when you're, like... Even when you're a senior was in high school... Was he gross? Uh, yeah, Was he fat? No, no, he was skinny. Okay. He was skinny. And I, now, I, like, I have a name in my head that I'm thinking about. And I really probably... I, should I don't, don't, don't want to say, sure. but, like... Okay. But that was the one thing. That, that wasn't a pretentious thing. But then I remember, like... You know, it was, like... there were, When I was in high school, there was, this, like, these six-foot scarves... Had made their way into fashion. Six foot scarves? What's that? <laughs> it's like a scarf that's six foot long you wear on your neck? Or yeah. And, and like guys would wear it? Guys would like coil them around, but it was like the entire drama club would have these things around their neck. What are we looking at? Yeah. What are we looking at? And uh, no, no, I mean like. Uh, I just want to make sure the microphone's working. Oh, okay. Right. See, okay, see we're just professional. All right, so, this, so you're, the six foot scarves are going on. Um, and uh, I, like they were just, they were, you know, it's like. I was definitely a jock. Yeah. But I also played D and D. Sure. So maybe you know. So maybe because I, like I did bounce between a couple of like, like a nerdy and a. And a well, are, are you setting up the fact that you wore a six foot scarf or? No, I didn't wear a six foot oh, scarf. Okay. All the drama <laughs> okay. people wore these six foot okay. scarves. Okay. And it was like there was just something like they were very snooty. Yeah. And like I bet like within that group they were probably certainly nice people just like anybody else sure. was. But like. You know, from an outsider standpoint, it's just like, that's a click, just like anybody else, that you're like, I can't, I don't think I'm welcome in there. And, yeah. like, if you tried, like you're saying, it's like, if you considered trying to audition for something, like, there were people just getting the same roles. Yeah, you yeah, know? sure. Even same when we got to college, yeah. even in college, and there was thing, like, I took a stage direction class. Right. And which is where I met Paul Soder. Yeah. And he was a drama person. Yeah. Like, he was part of that group. I mean, Jay was part of that group. Jay was part of that group. And, like, Sarah Solansky was part of, was part of that group. Yeah. Yeah, I never. I mean, I got turned off by the whole thing, and then I got to college, and I never engaged in it. And then by you know senior year, Jay put together the Broken Lizard thing, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna jump back in. Yeah, well, that was the thing. Like, I I always liked what I had. You know, I always thought it was fun. It was like it'd be fun to act in something. And uh, I remember when you guys, when you and Jay were starting the Kinetic Theater thing, there were three plays or four plays. There were audi- three plays that were auditioning that day. Yeah. And we were at a football, uh, Colby football tailgate party, and uh, my girlfriend at the time said, hey, you're always talking about how you want to do something, audition for this thing. Put your money where your mouth is, Steve. Yeah, hot shot. Go audition. And so I auditioned for all three of those things. Yeah. And then I got the part in Char- in the Charred Goosebeak, mm-hmm. what we ultimately named Charred Goosebeak. Yeah, and you were lucky to get that part. I was, because there was, uh, <laughs> there were, uh, the powers that be were conspiring against me. Because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I don't want that guy. Yeah, I hate that guy. Yeah. Jay, Jay uh, salvaged your life. You know why? Do you know why? Because he, he had a man crush. He had a crush on me. He did. He had a man crush. On he did. That lasted for years. I think I'm his longest man crush. You think? I do. I don't know. His his man crush lasted with me for like till we were like 26. Okay. And then, then you lost him. I did. We I lost him when we made Puddle Cruiser. Yeah. Then we butted heads a little bit, and then That's he stopped. Right. He stopped digging on me. <laughs> well, at least he got your foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. So you auditioned, but you didn't. You didn't do. Brother, no. you never did any other plays. No. Okay. okay. Nothing else. No, no, nothing else. And then so, so then we got to New York. Right. And then I remember I was trying. We were we were all trying to make a go. 
I've yeah, been, like, like, we all I, looking I, for agents. I went on audition. I went on a lot of commercial auditions, and you went on a lot. Of yeah, what did you auditions. do? You went on like a Doritos commercial. I uh, I did like this was that Gaffigan period where I did oh like my God. I went on a slew of uh, of commercial auditions and never got them. And they're like big campaigns, you know. It was like Saturn and Rolling Rock and all these campaigns that ended up Jim Gaffigan at all. Of them. Yeah, I remember his Rolling Rock one yeah. and his Saturn. And they're great. They're all great. Yeah, and. Um, but no, that was mostly it because I, I don't. We didn't really have acting agents at that point, you know. Yeah, we were just doing our own shows. Except for, did you, you had an agent or you had somebody sending you on stuff? Or I had, um, like, there was. Uh, we had. I mean, a couple people had come to see the shows, our sketch shows. Yeah, and I remember I got. Uh, well, there was that agent, Annalisa Recto. Right, she sent us on on commercial stuff, though. Right. Uh, yeah, she did. Well, who did she get you that? TC Music Factory thing? No, no, that was through Backstage Newspaper. What, how did that work? I think. So CC Music Factory was the band, what was their big song? Uh, uh, Come on, everybody. Yeah. Everybody dance now. And so she got me an audition for that. And what, like, for that video or, like, a different Not song? that video, but, okay. like, this, they, they'd rolled... This they'd, is a follow-up. They had a bunch. Okay, this is a hot follow-up. Yeah, and, like, uh, this one was a different... This wasn't CNC Music Factory. It was CNC. Without the Music Factory. The factory had been shut down. And who were CNC? Do you have any idea? And they're, that's, like, uh, like... I don't know. And what did they look like? Charles and the hot chick and the, and the... No, the hot chick was a figurehead, remember? Like, she didn't... She The, the first video they did, it said, like... It was after the whole Millie Vanilli thing, and okay. it, and it said like sung by in the thing like the MTV like like the words down there on the lower left. Yeah, yeah. It would say like CCM is everybody dance now, uh, sung by like so and so as okay. visualized by Zelda something. <laughs> okay. So they said it's not it's sung by this person. So but, sang it, but this hot bitch right. is gonna play. And it. she's not even in CNC music. Right? Yeah, she's just dancing it and okay. lip syncing it. All right, so music factory's gone. CNC's doing some like it's like an apocalyptic video. It was or a post, or? yeah, and that was the thing. It's like I remember, like Jay and I were going out, we were going to Richter's, that bar on the Upper East Side yeah, of New York. Yeah, okay, and I was like, I just got to stop in, and I, you know, like we were right next to the place where I'd auditioned. Yeah, and the, the dude. How do you audition for a music video? I don't fucking remember. Like Did I you went dance. No, I didn't dance. But Did I, you sing? I, no, I, I didn't. Did I dance? Okay. Did I sing? Did I do my thing? <laughs> yeah. I went in there and like just met them. Okay. I think they checked my look. Okay. And now back then, what did I look like? You had long hair. Yep. Earrings in both ears. Yep. Um, big cigarette smoker. <laughs> yep. Uh, shorts, work boots. Yeah. Tassily coat. Classic. Male dancer. Classic Lemmy male dancer. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the dude had said, yeah, come. Uh, like, I really dig your look, dude. Yeah, dude. Dude, you've got something unique going on. Right. Right. But anyway, so the dude said, show up, come by here. And I went by. And like, and, like he'd forgotten that I was coming by. And I was like, hey. Uh, I was with Jay. And he was like, I was like, hey, what's up, dude? And he's like, oh, yeah. So uh, you got the part. And I was like, whoa! And I remember you need we, a fucking pirouette on 93rd Street. I did. I let my hair out. I let my ponytail out. But we went to the uh, we went to the bar and everything, and walked in. I remember like all of our college, like my high school friends were there and everything. Right. I walked in. I was like, I got the part. <laughs> and everyone was like, <laughs> we did shots of Jaegermeister. Freeze frame. Yeah. And then uh, I was like one of like 200 people in this massive video. Okay. And what was your part? 
Uh, it was like soldier, like anti, like AIDS crusader. Or something <laughs> Did like that. you have a line or no? No. And I literally, I ran through a scene and that was it. And so you didn't dance. You just no. ran Shut through the scene. They put me in like, like military gear. And it was a day of shooting? Yeah. But you know, it's like the thrill, the happiness was there. The if thrill. someone YouTubed that video, would they see you? Not in a million years. What's the song? Like if somebody wanted to, do you know? I don't even know. That's how so important it is. It would be like CC, not Music Factory, but just CC. Yeah, it was CC DeVille. And uh, of Poison. Of Poison. No, it was just CC Music Factory, but without the Music Factory. And it's, it actually wasn't it's a, CC or Factory, it was just music. Okay, it's music. <laughs> and it's like a, a post-apocalyptic thing and you're a soldier. So if somebody tried to Google it, they could try well, to look I for that. I guess the theme of it was like everybody had, like, either you had HIV or you were either positive or negative. So there's people walking around with a positive or negative on them. And I'm one of the, like... The HIV cops or something, okay. you know. It's and like, you're anti-HIV? I guess I'm supposed to, like, just wrangle them into groups okay. or something like that. Wow, what a social, satirical comment. Shit was deep. Well, that's deep shit. Yeah. Okay, so you did that music video. That's that's yeah. good. It's great. Resume, yeah, right? it's great. You put it in a resume, right? Yeah, it's great. I did. Soldier number four hundred. Yeah, four thousand. Yeah, <laughs> it was it's easy. probably still on there. For CC. The big one, the big one was... Um, that play I did, I don't know if you remember Queen Christina. You have. I them. remember it because I remember it was a significant moment in the sense of like you were going to do a dramatic play. Yeah. And you got cast in it. Off Broadway play. Off Broadway. Yeah. And and I remember it being a big moment for you. Well, you were there when I got the part. Right. You. Were well, there. when you got the call for the audition. Yeah, I guess both. Right. Yeah, call for the audition. Well, you and I were playing some video games. Yes. Okay. And we were enjoying ourselves. Sure. And I had submitted myself for this a Eugene O'Neill play. Right. That I saw in backstage. Sure. Not Ed O'Neill. No. Not uh, Paul O'Neill right. of the Yankees. <laughs> right. Eugene O'Neill. You, it's very prestigious, Eugene O'Neill. Very Big, prestigious. He's one of the most pr- yeah. wonderful He's playwrights. He's a famous playwright. Yeah, he writes plays. And uh, they're in backstage newspaper. There's been an ad for it. Yeah, and I got the call the night, and this was it was like like eight p.m. nine p.m. We were playing video games, right? And I was we had decided to hunker in, yeah, sure, for some video games. And I got the call. They were like, "We need to come right down right now. Bring a monologue you prepared." Uh, you know what had happened was I guess the lead in this Eugene O'Neill play had dropped out. Why? Uh, oh, because he had gotten a um, he had gotten the uh, the part of Rum Tum Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story. In cats, he had called up. They said, and that's what they said on the Tom phone. They're Tiger. like, "Yeah, the lead got the he got the part of Rum Tum Tiger." Is it Rum Tum Tiger or Rum Tum Tigger? Good question, Kevin. I, I think it's Rum Tum Tiger. Is it? Yeah, Tigger is a different character. Yeah. So Rum Tum Tiger. <laughs> he got Rum Tum Tiger, and so the spot was open. Holy shit! And what monologue? What did you have? I did. I did a. It was. Uh, uh, it was from John, the movie Predator. It's uh, yeah, where it, Schwarzenegger meets the monster. Yeah, and he says, "Go on, kill me. What are you waiting for?" <laughs> no, it was. It was uh, I think it was a uh, John Patrick Shanley or something mm, like that. Mm. Like I had a monologue. I had a couple monologues. You had some stuff prepared. Yeah, it's not like tough New York Irish. Like you know, like the kind of part I thought I'd go out for. Like sure. you know. Uh, yeah, and the streets, they're filled with rats and bugs. And the subway rattles in my head. And the rain washes all over the sidewalk. And yet here I sit, uh-huh. still weeping. Wow. Like that kind of wow. shit. Wow. Okay. No, no, that's not it. I know, but it's good. I liked it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. That was off the dome. That's great. That was off the dome. That's great. So um, I went down. I remember I was reluctant to leave. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Right. We're just getting into some hockey here. Right. 
But then you're like, ah, it's off-Broadway. It's Eugene O'Neill. It was off-Broadway. Yeah. It was Eugene O'Neill. I was like, this could be good. Yeah. Gotta do it. I went down. Yeah. And this is like, you know, now it's like 11 o'clock at night. There are a bunch of other actors there. And, you know, I, I did the audition and they were like, so he, so the guy, you know, he left to do this bigger thing. Rum Tum Tiger. Rum Tum Tiger. Right. And, uh, but we're going, this play is starting this weekend in two days. Holy shit. And this is the lead role. Yeah. You're going for. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, they said, by the way, it's not Eugene O'Neill. <laughs> oh. And well, uh, what, now, So you find out it's a different play. Like, yeah. yeah, I didn't know anything about it, but they yeah. said it's, a, it's a play by August Strindberg. Okay. Called Queen Christina. And Queen he's, Christina. He's a Swedish... Uh... Swedish playwright. Okay. And it's a four-hour, four-act play. Queen Christina, four-hour play? Four-hour, four-act play. And it's, okay. a, it's about the only woman who ever became a king. It's a true story? True story. Okay. And this guy wrote a play about it. Okay. And so I remember I came back to you. Yeah. And I was like, this is the kind of shit that I wind up getting. Right. This is how my luck works. Sure. I'll have to learn four hours of play. Right. In two days. In Swedish. In Swedish. <laughs> no, it wasn't in Swedish. No. Okay. But I remember, and then you and I were, were hanging out, yeah. and, uh, and the phone rang, and I was like, yeah. fuck, you know what that is, right? Yeah. Picked up the phone. Sure enough, oh. like you got the part. Yay! What up, dog? But come on, you had to be hyped about that. I mean, I was happy. It, you... it was a, it was an off Broadway play. It was a drama. It was you know you spreading your wings a little bit. Yeah, off Broadway was a big deal. I remember uh, that night immediately you were like, oh look, oh you Mr. Know, yeah, me. yeah, we, we were like a comedian. And all of a sudden now he's like you know yeah, oh, watch that. Don't get, don't get don't forget about the little people oh, when you're Willem Dafoe. Yeah, oh, here's the next rum tum tum. Tiger. Here he goes. He's gonna be Rum Tum Tiger next. Next step, Rum Tum Tiger. Yeah. So we. By the way, is any of this interesting? What we're talking about? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay. So I go. Uh, anyway. So all right. I go. Yeah. I I learned the shit out. Everybody else has rehearsed. I remember go, going there and like not being into it right off the bat. Sure. Because like the theater was like. You know, it was. On the second floor, it was off Broadway technically. Sure. Sure. And legitimately. Technically, it was. But it was like it was a walk-up yeah. theater. Like right. it was on the second floor of a building, right above a delicatessen. And the, the deli was in the first floor. Yeah, right? it was over okay. a deli. And you had to be buzzed up into the theater. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you came, and, and uh, eventually, and right. like, yeah, you had to buzz up, and it was like in there, like you, like the radiator would clang. Right. Tang 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 tang. Because it's the winter time. Sure. And uh, but it wasn't exactly what you thought it. Was gonna be no, it sucked. It sucked. So and it's this, what like the play was. Well, it's this. It's this four hour, four hour play. But she, this director, this lady, had condensed it into one act and one hour. <laughs> okay. To bring it down, which is you know, it's like look, if something is four hours and four acts, I guess it's meant to be that way. You can't just chop it down right. into what like what you. Well, you can. One did. <laughs> you can. She, she did. Right. But I remember, like, I just didn't. It was again. It was sort of like the 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 drama club. It's like all those people were like, like trained actors, but like dingy. Right, you know, like I remember, like we all changed in this one room together, and they were like, they were like a dirty fingernail gang. Uh-huh. You know, like, they all had dirty fingernails, and like they all had dingy underwear. Like even like, <laughs> what do you mean now? Like, even like the lead actors, like you know, like every like now and then, off white underwear, off white, ivory colored underwear. Yeah, yeah, off white. <laughs> you know, so you look over, and it's like when somebody's like the, you know, when you get underwear and they're and they're washed, they they fit your body. Like yeah. when you're wearing a tidy whitey, or a woman is wearing a panty. Sure, they fit the body. Right. But, like, if you go camping or something and you've been wearing them for, like, four days... Yeah. 
now there's space between the elastic and your leg. Yeah. You know, there's like there's room around all that right. shit. You know, and it's they like, all have that. Or if somebody hasn't eaten in four days, you know, they're <laughs> like now they're, they're starting skinny. Active, yeah. But that's what it was. But it was kind of low rent anyway, like the whole fucking operation. The outfits, it was like, I was supposed to play, so I, was, I played this character named Tot. Okay. Tot. T-O-T-T. Okay. I'm the swashbuckler. Okay. Who seduces the queen. Okay. And, uh, who is really the king. Who is really the king. Gotcha. That's okay. the whole conflict. That's the whole conceit. There. Okay. Good. And so like, uh, so the first, first, my first rehearsal, they spent five hours Teaching me how to take a courtly bow, <laughs> which was like okay, you know, like you wave your hat and bow kind of thing, or yeah, you pull the hat off and like do the other hand and like a floofy thing your hand. and bow and okay. like kick your leg out. But it was like okay. the, the costume, like they had me wearing. I, I, I wore. It was like doing a play for your parents, right? Instead of like a sword belt. I had a weightlifter's belt. <laughs> okay. And like and for like a brown so- weightlifting belt. Yeah, brown weightlifting like okay. and with like a coffee stain on it. <laughs> okay. Know, like, okay. And then like uh, you know like my sword was a plastic sword like a childhood sword fighter, sure. and there was no quiver for it. I would just stick it in the weightlifting oh belt. Okay. Then I wore sweatpants. Okay. And they were tucked into fireman's boots. Okay. And you don't think that this was an artistic choice? No. In the sense, you know, that kind of like off-Broadway grit of like. Uh, like let's let's do an all like this is an interpretation of a of a costume. Kind of yeah, no, it wasn't like we're gonna we're gonna do an inner city version of Romeo and Juliet. This <laughs> okay. wasn't that. There was just like there okay. was no. This it was, was just, just a fucking low rent. It's janky. Okay, all right. And so that, so I did five hours of the court. And you only have two days to be ready for this, right? Okay, two days. Start for two days. And now I'm learning my lines, and they're all like, "We're gonna don't worry, you're gonna mess up your lines. We're gonna pick you up and everything like that." It was, okay. You know, and then um, what had happened was, like, the way the director had decided to cut this play down from four hours to one hour was she was going to, uh, she painted the the floor checkerboard pattern, black and white squares. Like a chessboard. Chessboard, yeah. yeah. Okay. And when it came time to, like, move between acts or, like, fast forward, we would all, like, walk like robots in different, <laughs> according to our maneuvers, like, you know, like, the queen would could rove all over, the pawns could only move forward, I could move, like, you know, like, diagonal or something like that. I don't know. Okay. It was bullshit. So and, what, so the first, when's the show start? Okay, so it starts on, like, a Saturday. I didn't know, I barely knew my lines, I just learned them, I was fucking terrified. Yeah. And uh, we do the first show, and as luck would have it, not a single person showed up. Not a single person came no. to your off-roadway play. <laughs> okay. Literally. Okay. We're sitting there. I'm like, my is heart is... crestfallen, or how's everyone feeling? You're well, kind of happy. I was psyched as fuck. Right. Okay. Because my heart was pounding beforehand. I was like, oh my God, I want to... Uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I, I don't know these lines or anything like that. And they're like, they're the door. They're like, okay, everybody, doors... Right, and they open the doors, which is a big deal. Like, you know, it's like we do every live show we've done. It's like, and then people start pouring in. Yeah. They go doors, and they open the door, and, and there's nobody out there. Not one person. And they're like looking at the watch, like, okay, well, let's just give it a few more minutes, and then nothing happened, and nobody's out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I guess we should uh, call it a day, huh? Because <laughs> I, go I already, I already knew this thing sucked. Sure, I already hated what was going sure. on here. And then the director was like, well, we might as well take this time to rehearse. And you're like, ah, right. oh, motherfucker. The show must go on, Lemmy. Yeah. Don't forget, bro. Anyway, so... And so you rehearsed. Yeah. So okay. then we rehearsed. It sucked. It was getting worse by the day. Right. Then the second show... This is the next day? This was the next day. Okay. Yeah, so the first one was a uh, Friday. The second one was a Saturday. Right. Or Saturday and Sunday. These were just weekend matinees. I think I came on a Sunday, just so you know. Well, no, no, that was that was going to be the next week. So, oh, okay. so on this day, like, uh, now this is a Swedish play. August Strindberg is a Swedish writer. The right. play is Queen Christina about the Swedish 
Queen King. Yeah. The next day, two Swedish people came. Ooh. And it was oh so my. unique. Score. Yeah, like, here we go. Scoot. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's a fucking ton of people. <laughs> but, like, it was so awkward yeah. that somebody was like, you know, we should go, somebody go out and talk to them. Uh-huh. To make them feel welcome. Right. And so, like, the director went out and spoke to them and came back. It was, like, they're from Sweden. Okay. And they were in the hotel, and they saw a playbill off-Broadway. They saw August Strindberg. So let's put on a good show. Right. Holy shit. You got some people there. Yeah. So now, it's easy to perform for a thousand people. We've talked about this. Sure. But for two people, it sucks. It's hard. Right. We go out there. Yeah. We do, you know... The robot The moves. whole, the time continuum thing. Right. Like, walk around. I'm doing my courtly bows and everything like that. We break for intermission. Right. And come out after the 15-minute intermission, and they're gone. <laughs> That's how bad it was. That's how awkward that situation they left. was. Magnus and... Uh, and uh, Inga. And Ursula, or both, yeah. they uh, took off. Yevalota. <laughs> Yevalota. They, yeah. they had enough. They were gone. They're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. This is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Shit. Fucking awkward. And they bolted. Holy shit. Out of there. All right, so now the show must go on. Intermission. Let's get the fucking lost. <laughs> right. They were gone. Uh, we rehearsed again after that. Okay. And uh, now at this time, the director was like starting to blame it on me. For what reason? Like she was like, "You don't uh, know what you're doing." Okay, it's your fault that you aren't coming to the that, show. Yeah, and I'm like, it's your fault that Swedish group left. Yeah. So okay. okay. Now I had at this point. You guys had already discussed like when you were going to come. I didn't right. know any of this. Right. So it was going to be a big surprise. Right. So next... we're going to go see you. We're going to support you. We're going to go. Yeah. And it's not just Brooklyn Lizard guys. It's like your college friends. I mean, we're all and there. my high school friends. Yeah, we're all your parents. Yeah. Right. But you guys had had this conversation. It was a surprise. Yeah. You didn't know. I mean, like I was keeping a lot of this, you know, secret. Yeah. Like including how... the new change to the. Oh yeah. So then the next performance, the director says. I have a great idea. I know what we can do to make this better. Right. And her radical idea is she wants to put us all in white face. <laughs> Meaning like white pancake makeup on the face and like red lipstick. You know, like Paul Stanley from Kiss. <laughs> right. You know, everything right. but the star on my eye. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm like, no fucking way are right. we doing this thing. And so, and this is like, and by the way, so far in two performances, two people have come. Sure. And I'm like, are we really going to go ahead and do this? And and they're like, there's a there's people out there today. Sure. And like all the actors come back, they're like, holy shit, there's a big, there's a crowd out there. Right. And uh, and then as we make our way out on stage to begin the play, I look out and I'm literally I can see like 20 people out there, and it's and every single person is somebody I know. Right. And it's right. you, all the broken lizard guys. Yep. Yep. It's uh, all like most of our college friends. Yep. It's my high school friends. Right. It's my parents. Yeah. And that's it. Right. And with the exception of your parents, I think everyone was stoned. Are you guys, I could smell the weed. I could smell the weed coming from the crowd. Because <laughs> everyone was so excited. Yeah. See you in your fucking fireman boots with the pancake makeup on. Yeah. And it was exciting to us. Yeah. You guys were high and you guys were snickering. Yeah. And the, and the whole atmosphere is ridiculous. It was like a deli, and you had to buzz your way up. And when our friends would show up, the buzzer would ring. You let them in, and the fucking radiators clanking. And well, the, you know what the funny thing is, is like that I remember like looking out, like the place starts. I remember looking out, and just like like every movie we ever went to see or anything we went to do, I remember looking out, and like you and Jay. Uh-huh. And a bunch of people had like bought deli food, <laughs> and 
and had like the sandwiches open and you're laughing like I could hear your Doritos crunching (laughs) and you're so stoned eating your fucking sandwiches and eating Uh your Dorito your blue the the Cool Ranch Doritos and watching me and I was like this is fun and I can hear you guys laughing Uh because you're so stoned Uh I can hear you guys laughing at how fucking ridiculous it was sure sure and unlike other shows you guys all stayed for the entire thing we did we did and it was a pleasure it was an absolute pleasure. It was just something we hadn't seen before. It was you in that thing. It was a very avant-garde kind of feeling attempt at something, and it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, because also, when I had gotten the part, I was like, well, you know, look, off-Broadway, like, this could be a fucking big deal. Like, yeah. who, who knows what happened? I mean, people were like, hey, man, it's But then imagine, imagine your friend that you do dick jokes with... And he walks out in fucking white face makeup, and he's talking like an old English fucking style prose. Yes, Queen. And it's so bad. Yeah, it was the worst thing like, ever. Oh my god. And I fucking hated. I hated it in front of you guys. And then my dad afterwards, uh, everyone was. I like, no one knew what to say. He, like you guys well, we were lying. To, we went downstairs to the deli. Yeah. Downstairs <laughs> was like. Yeah. And they had pizza. We got pizza. Your dad bought a pizza for everybody. Well, that was the worst thing. He was like, eh, "Why don't we all uh, let's go out for pizzas? <laughs> I, I, my, I, I treat." Yeah. I mean, I remember we, had, we were having beers and eating pizzas, and I, I didn't speak. Yeah. And people were like, it was good. Yeah. Cool. It's different. Yeah, wow. You were you were good. <laughs> no, and you guys were laughing. I remember I was in the fucking worst mood. I was in the worst mood. I, I hated that shit. Yeah. That was terrible. And then your dad, uh, he broke the... You remember that? Yeah, he broke the ice, right? Yeah, he said... Uh, he, he we're was, all eating pizza. We're all sitting at the table, not knowing what to say. Yeah, and he was like, eh, well... Uh, I am going to be uh, uh, honest uh, with you, Stephen. Uh, uh, maybe you should uh, stick to the dick jokes. And all of you, everybody <laughs> fucking laughed. Like, I think we can all agree, that fucking sucked. Yeah, that fucking sucked. <laughs> stick to and the dick jokes. That's right. That. He did say that. We all laughed. That was fucking terrible. And that was the last... I think that was the last thing anybody... Oh, did you do it one more time? Oh, no, then they fired me. Oh, how did that? Then happen? they fight. Well, I was then I was I was wor- I was like then you were disgruntled. I've got to quit. I remember I came to you and I was like, yeah. how do I quit? Because I had signed a contract. Yeah, and uh, I was like, I got to figure out a way out of this thing. And I remember I was working at my cards and I walked in there and the director was like, can you come in here for a second? I was like, yeah. And she was like, uh, we're gonna let you go. And that was when the situation was like, you're fucking letting me go. And she's like, we don't think you're you've got that what it takes to do this role. And oh, I was boy. like, fine. I'll, I'll go. Fine. And I remember like walking into the locker room and all those like dingy underwear people. They were all in their underwear. Looking at you. Looking at me. Like, you know, like biting their dirty fingernails. Yeah. You know, and, and like feeling badly for me. They're uh-huh. like, you know, it's really hard what you had to do. Come in here late. I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I'm like, don't worry. Don't well, even talk yourself. to me. Don't even talk to me. And then we went to dick jokes down Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we did a show that night. Like, so, you know, what's the difference between a uh, black dick and a white dick? <laughs> About 10 inches. Oh! Ooh. Then you were home again. Felt That's like home again. Oh, my it? God. Welcome in arms. Uh, stay out of the drama, Lemmy. No, I don't want to. I, I'd like to do some drama, but I can't do it. Like, my face is ridiculous. When I try to get... Like serious and shit. Like I mean, like whenever I get mad at a girlfriend or something like that, I'd be like, right. like what the fuck? Right. They'd always laugh at me. I auditioned for Bronx Tale. It'd be De Niro's son. Yeah, Cologio. Right. I did. I didn't get that part. Right. That, that dude ended up in prison. Yeah, that could have been me. That could have been you. I could be in prison right now. That could have been you. Yeah. What did you audition for? Any uh, big movie roles? 
Oh, you auditioned for a million things. Too. Yeah, no well, problems, you, though. Oh, you do. But you, you're a good dramatic actor, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you do good drama. I don't think so. No. The last drama audition I think I had was that one that you and I both went at the same time for. Oh, my God. A Jack Nicholson thing. Maybe that'll be the last story we tell tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we auditioned for that movie. What's it? It's Reese Witherspoon and Owen Wilson. Yeah. Like, you can't always get what you want. or uh, Something's got to give. Or something's something got to go. Something's got to go. Yeah, you can't always... Something, you can't have everything. Something smells funny. Yeah. What's that smell? <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, we uh, Kevin and I were the only two people. I walk in. I walk into the audition waiting room, and who's sitting there but you? And I don't think we knew that we would be. I mean, I think maybe we knew that we were going in for it, but yeah. didn't know it would be like back to back. Yeah. And you know, you get to give the agent shit after that because it's like there's no reason to send the two of us in together. Yeah. You know? But that's the thing that the 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 audition waiting room is a bit is its own thing. Yeah. Because actors go in there. Yeah. And there's a lot of psyching out. Like there's a lot of mind games going on. Absolutely, there. I've had plenty of those. And that's is, another story. That's a great story. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll tell that story if you want. I want you to. We, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, what was that movie? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, right? The Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. That's also a dramatic movie. And I, I went in for the part, all of us went in, right? Like, I went, did you go in for it? I, I turned it down. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Well, all of us went in for the part that Elijah I thought would. the script sucked. Yeah. I thought it was fucking fantastic. And I love that movie. And I went in for uh, the part that Elijah Wood ultimately played. Yeah. I think his name was Patrick or something like that. And I remember going into that audition room, and uh, I'm sitting in the waiting room, and it's just me and one other person. It's Linda Cardellini. Mm. And Linda Cardellini uh, from... Um, she played Wonder Womalini. Wonder Womalini? What does that mean? Like Linda Carter. Forget it. Oh, no. Uh, she was... Uh, That's my best joke of the night. In um, Freaks and Geeks. She was the sister yeah. of Freaks and Geeks. And, and Velma and Scooby-Doo. She was Scooby-Doo. She, now she's got to run on Mad Men right now. And you were in a movie. You were in Sky High with her. She was not in Sky High. Linda Carlini was not in Sky High? Linda Carter was in Sky High. Okay. So Linda Carlini was not in Sky High. Okay, okay. Uh, so anyway, Linda Carlini's there. And she's a very attractive uh, woman. And she's sitting there. And I'm sitting there. And I'm going over my lines. And... Uh, an actor walks into the waiting room. Which actor? His name is Mark Feuerstein. Where did he go to school? He went to school at Dalton with Steve Lemmy. He did. He and I were on the wrestling team together. Yeah. And, Good guy. Uh, Great guy. I didn't, I didn't know him. And uh, he sits down and he's drinking like a, like a soda out of a straw. You know, like a, like a, like you know, like Michael Madsen does in, in, in Reservoir Dogs. Okay. You know, just drinking a... Slurping it? Slurping it, you know. And I'm going my thing, Linda Cardellini sitting there, and he's sitting down to Linda Cardellini, he starts hitting on her. He's like, how are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm good. And he's like, what, you know, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And so it was kind of awkward, because I remember when he's trying to hit on her, and she gets called into the room. So now it's me and Feuerstein sitting in the room. And uh, I'm just going through my lines. Wait, he's hitting on Linda Cardellini? Yeah, he's hitting on Linda Cardellini. Like how? Just being like a little, little bit, you know, hey, what's going on? Trying to make small talk. Like, hey, doll? Not like that, but like, you know, trying to make some small talk. Okay. Right? So then she goes in, and... Um, What's he in now, though? He's in Royal Pants. Royal Pants. Okay. Royal Pants, which Jay's directing right now. As we, as we speak, yeah. And so uh, uh, so, so now Forrestine turns his attention on me, right? And I'm sitting there. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? What's, what's your name? I said, Kevin. He's like, hey, Mark, how's it going? What part are you auditioning for? I said, like, oh, Patrick. He's like, yeah, so am I. Hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. And uh, I started reading through my thing, and he goes, you're going to do it all wrong. <laughs> and I was like, say what? And he's like... 
what's your choice? How are you gonna, what choices are you making on things? Like, oh, I don't know, I'm just going to do this. You're going to do it wrong. I'm going to do it right. God damn And it. I was like, seriously? Is this happening right now? Are, we, are you trying to psych me out of the audition? He's like, no, I'm just saying, you're probably going to do it wrong. I got to figure it out. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And so I went to the audition and I did the audition. Neither of us got it. Yeah. But it was a comical moment where someone tries to psych you out in an audition. Have you ever thought of calling him up and being like, you did it wrong too? <laughs> no. I didn't really care. Have you crossed paths with Feuerstein since then? Never. I remember one time, like, we... You have. I never have. Yeah, well, I mean, we went to high school together, so I, yeah. I, I yeah. you know, bumped into no. a few I mean, times. you know, I think it's a funny story. You know, I've seen, uh, you know, there have been times where the other times where it happens where actors try to psych out. But he did. He tried to psych. He tried to psych me out. Did he? Ultimately? No. I mean, the audition was fine. You I went in there and crushed it? I don't get you can, No one can psych you out. That's right. But, I, you know... I'll give anyone a million dollars to psych Kevin <laughs> half an out. But I, you know... I didn't get the part. I wasn't right for the part. I mean, Elijah Wood got the part. Well, he was offered the part. Yeah. And he was great. Yeah. And I loved that movie. But that was just one of those audition moments. But anyway, that audition that you and I went into... Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? We go into that audition, and now here we both are. Yeah. And it's actually a part, an audition where you have to cry. Yeah. Like, it's a dramatic moment where you literally have to consider weeping in the audition. Tears coming through your eyes. Yeah, well, the, the scene was, if anybody's seen that movie, it's called, it, the movie's like, like if, if it's hard, you can have it. Yeah, whatever it's And uh, it, it's like the guy is confessing to his wife in, she's like on her pregnancy bed or something like that, like yeah. what a failure he is. And right. he, then he's blubbering. Right. And I remember, I, I... I don't know who ultimately played that part. I don't know. Neither of us, but yeah. I think, who went first, you or me? I went in first. Oh, I yeah. think I went in first. No, you went in first. And I didn't cry. Yeah. And it was a little difficult because, like, the the woman, the casting woman, was giving it her all. Yeah. And she's got to read this thing 20 times all day long. You yeah. Know? I mean, whatever. And she was tearing up. Yeah. Which is a really wonderful thing for a casting person to do because you want that level of commitment. It makes you act better. Yeah. But I didn't. In my cynical ways. Well, you're emotionless. That's right. I was more like, what the hell? She's really crying. You're probably like, what a weak person. I was like, I'm not going to cry. Fuck it. Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah. And it's probably a bad choice, but whatever. Yeah. Because ultimately I found out that you went in there. Yeah. And you cried. Well, I remember you came out. The, the problem with seeing you there was that I had been like working on this for a couple of days. Yeah. And like even in, I'd been working on the car. Like I was trying to keep myself in a level of being upset. Sure. So I had my tears fucking at the ready. All right, okay. like I was upset. Right, I picture my wife because it's like I, I'm a failure, and like I was picturing saying this to my wife and like thinking about all that stuff. And I remember like seeing you was a big distraction because sure. I was like, because you're like, hey, bada boom, buzzer beat, dog and what a boom, doggy dog. Right. And uh, you know, you came out of there, and then I went in. Yeah. And then I remember, like, doing my thing, and I'm, like, starting to blubber. And that that girl I was reading with was crying her ass off. Oh, my God. And I was like, holy shit. I, while I'm doing it, I'm like, I am fucking drilling this. <laughs> like, she's crying. We're, like, inches away from each other. Right. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this girl is going to suck my dick <laughs> right Jesus here Christ. and cry. And we're both going to cry. Like, I'm like, I've got this thing. And, like... Like it's like one of the ones that like, you walk out of the audition and like I just toss to the the script aside like right. into the garbage can. I'm like nailed it. Yeah. See you on the set. Yeah, exactly. Right. But you didn't get the part. No, I didn't even close to get the part. I didn't get right. a call back. I didn't get anything. Sure. Who got the part? Oh, do you know? Who I have no idea. Okay. Joe. 
Joe who? <laughs> Joe Mama. I don't know who got it. Um, but I think after that point, we made a after that audition, we made a point of saying our agents don't send us in. Yeah. At the same time. Uh, yeah. At the same thing. Yeah. Which they do anyway. Yeah, they do. You and I are both trying after the same part in this new movie. Yeah. Which one? The uh, this new one. Uh, I don't think we're allowed to say. Uh, yeah, but I can't. I actually can't remember what it is. Nah. Oh, it's a sequel. Yeah. Hot Tub Time Machine Part Two. <laughs> we're both going in for the same part. Good. Wish us luck, everybody. Yeah, we'll see who gets it. Wish us luck. Maybe somebody else. Hey, wouldn't that be great if one of us got it? That would be wonderful. Everybody, place your bets. At least it's a comedy. we got to stay away from the dramas. Yeah, it's a comedy. We, you know, after Queen Christina, I think you've run your course on the dramas. I don't think so. I think I'm just getting started. You still got it in you? I got, like, I can cry. You want me to cry right now? No. Because I could. It's too bad. Too bad. <laughs> he said no, people. We can sign off and then you can cry. How that sound? All right, let's sign off. Right, that's um, our, so that's our kind of our, a lot of good funny drama stories at least. Yeah, were they funny? I think so. Well, we'll let someone decide. Okay. The people out there can decide. People, let us know, and uh, tell your friends about our uh, our podcast here. Yeah. What 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 do we forget to do? God damn it! You know what? I hope we're not phasing out the chew. We're not. We did the top show. We did the bottom show. So let's chew. Mm. Mm. I also don't want the anti-chewers to think like they're controlling they're us. They're yeah. not winning. I don't want them to we'll think they're controlling us. Let's chew on the way out. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Mm.